here on Amber and Ian. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Jalen Ford, All-American linebacker for the Texas Longhorns, joining us now. And Jalen, thanks so much for your time. Let's go back to your last game as a senior at home, a 50-point win over the Texas Tech team that beat you last year. What was that night like for you? Um, it was uh, you know, it was a full-circle moment for us. Um, especially me and the rest of the seniors. Uh, I thought just kind of ending on that note um, against a, an opponent that beat us last year. Um, you know, I don't think there is any way to really kind of write, write off the regular season any better than that. Um, you even got to see not only, you know, uh, the main guys that play, but just seeing everybody that was able to step in and contribute and help us uh, really put out a complete dominant, dominant performance. I thought that was even, you know, all the more better just seeing guys that that I've seen grow up and, you know, mature and, you know, uh, take coaching and follow the leadership and they're out, everybody's out there balling, having fun. Uh, and then, you know, it was a night game here in DKR, my last one. So, you know, it was, pretty, it was a definitely one for the books, um, something I won't, you know, forget. Jalen Ford, All-American linebacker for Texas, joining us here on ESPN Radio. You mentioned the journey. What has it been like for you personally and then with that team where you go back to year one under Steve Sarkeesian to where this team is now? If you can, sum it up. Ooh, sum it up, man. A lot of a lot of battle scars, um, a lot of wounds. But, you know, I thought that's, that's kind of what brought this team together um, from Sark's first year here to now. Uh, just, uh, just for the guys that have been through it all with them. I think you know those those tough times that we had those those games where we felt like we could have done better or you know we wish we could have back. I thought you know all that drove us and it pushed us to be closer and you know to want better for not just us but for the people to come. So um, and I thought you know the guys that stayed stuck with it and didn't leave and uh, including myself and you know bought into Sark and what he was coaching and what he was preaching. We kind of bought into it and, you know, started becoming leaders. And and everything kind of just wrote its, it wrote its own out. And here we are, you know, 11-1, and one, uh, about to go play for a Big 12 championship. So it's, the journey's been very full circle, and uh, I'm just glad I get to be a part of it. And, you know, I wouldn't really change who I'm doing it with or, you know, what it took for us to get here. Jalen Ford, All-American linebacker, Texas Longhorns here with us on ESPN Radio, getting you ready for a championship weekend as they go for their their first Big 12 championship in a long, long time. And you being a Texas native, you know, I, I live in East Dallas. You're a Frisco yeah. kid. What's it mean to you to help lead Texas back to the Big 12 title game with a shot at a title and their first appearance possibly in the college football playoff, depending on how things shake out? Yeah, man. Uh, it's to say the least is really an honor. Uh, just to be, you know, like you, like you said, um, just to be part of this team and as a Texas native, being able to uh, to say that I was part of a team that's um, about to go play for a part of a Texas Longhorn team that's about to go play for a Big Twelve championship. That's something a lot of people, you know, that's been a part of this team they can't really say that. Um, and so to, just to be a part of that is huge. And then just seeing that. They got how far everybody's come and how, you know, how everybody's matured and how we've all improved along the way. Uh, it's all a blessing. And uh, I'm just glad that 
everybody accepts me as a leader on the team, and uh, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I, I gave it all, so I really wouldn't ask for too much more. Let's get into your squad here, man. Your D line, they're just nasty. I mean, you know, yes. Byron Murphy, you know, Tavondre Sweat. I mean, ninety three and ninety. Good gosh, dude! You can put a toe line on those guys, and I mean, it's not going to matter. Yeah. You know what, what? When you watch them playing right behind them, if you can take us onto the right field, what do you see? What is that like? When you play right behind them, you get to play free. That's for sure. So, uh, not having to worry about those big alignment because they're so worried about you know guys like Sweat and and Murph that that if you don't really pay attention to them, they will they'll wreck any play, they'll disrupt any movement, anything that they have. Um, so those guys are you know uh, are instant you know instant factors in our offensive scheme against uh, our defense, and you know those guys. I've seen them put in the work, uh, so you know it's never any surprise on how dominant they are, are and how dominant they've been throughout this entire season. So, and uh, as a linebacker, you really love when you got a good D line because that usually means that you're going to have a better season as a linebacker too. So, think? Uh, I think we've been really good <laughs> in the run, and then you know then their ability to get pressure on the quarterback um, is it, it, like you know any phase of the game. Uh, our D line shows up, and those two guys are, you know, the, at the nose of it. So it's been an honor playing with them, and um, I'm blessed to call them my brothers. You're going into SEC play next year, Jalen. You guys look like an SEC team. How would you describe how Texas is built compared to Texas A&M, who's been in the conference for over a decade now? Uh, I would say, for you know, uh, speaking for the you know uh, this team here, um, I, I would say it's. The way we prepare, the way we practice, the way we work in the off season, um, and then the way we work during the season, uh, all those things kind of have led us to being, you know, the dominant team we are this year. Uh, as far as the, as, as long as with the leadership and the, the incredible coaching that we have, the University of Texas uh, and the football, our football team, uh, our the football program, you know, we have. Um, Everything is elite here, the coaching, the players. Um, I think for us, we just have to choose the buy-in, and everybody had to, you know, believe in the same common goal. And once we were able to do that, uh, we knew we were going to be a tough team to stop, and I think that's what we've been able to do this year. And that's probably – or I could say, you know, that's part of the reason why we've seen the success we've seen. And I think the leaders that we have on this team that uh, kind of instilling that in the younger guys, and, you know, the guys that are going to have to step up next year, um, that's kind of what's going to help, you know, them play at this same level in the SEC. So, I, like you said, I'll, I'll be gone, but I'll definitely be excited to come back and see yeah, you you know, the guys that. <laughs> yeah, you will. You said what? I said, yeah, oh, you will. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, it's a young yeah, – by but, the way, folks, it's a young team, man. It's not like the, there's, there's, it's not like Michigan when you guys have like 400 – you know, seniors yeah. and grad students. I mean, it, you guys are. It's it's. This is the beginning. So, having said that, let's yeah. get into Big Twelve quickly. Then we're running out of time here with you and one of the best linebackers right. in all the football. If your NFL team gets forty-one from Texas, trust me, you're going to be happy. <laughs> Jalen Ford here with us on ESPN Radio. Oklahoma State. They're like they're like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates, man. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, one day they could beat anybody. The next, they're losing to South Alabama, the Jaguars. What what stands out yeah. to you when you watch Oklahoma State? Um, well, obviously, you know, the running back stands out the most Ooh. just because 
<clears throat> he's their he's definitely their offensive weapon. And I, and honestly, when no one can stop the run game, obviously you just keep giving them the rock. So uh, he definitely stands out. They got some they got some tough run schemes that they that work really well for them. Um, so we're gonna have to make sure we fit those up. And then they have a good uh, a passing offense to kind of help out. Um, that kind of balances their rush game. And so you know our challenge is gonna have to be to uh, you know stop the run and then kind of tighten up the windows for when the quarterback throws and, you know, try to make the most of opportunities when they, uh, when they happen. So I think for us, we just got to be dialed into the game plan um, and to kind of just be us and do what we've been doing all season. And then I think we'll go out there and be dominant. Lastly, if you could sit down in front of the college football playoff committee and deliver a message to them about your Longhorns, what would it be? I would say just give us a chance. You know, I know we we have lost the game, but I say we're uh, we're a far better team than we were then, and uh, I think they would they would uh, they would be really appreciative uh, if they gave us a chance and you know allowed us to get in there. Hey, stay healthy. Best of luck in uh, against Oklahoma State and the Pokes, and we'll talk to you soon, Jalen. It's been a remarkable journey. I've enjoyed right. watching you play and getting to know you. Stay healthy, and uh, and we'll see you out there on Saturday. All right, thank you. Plenty more to come here on Amber and Ian. Next, you have to hear one of the greatest, most impactful speeches of all time on this Giving Tuesday. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Help those oncologists have a fighting chance. V.org slash donate. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. 
Bundle and save at progressive.com. We are raising money for the V Foundation on this Giving Tuesday. That was a speech by Dick Vitale. We've had incredible speeches as part of the V Foundation. But of course, it all started with a speech from Jim Valvano. Let's listen in. I can't tell you what an honor it is to even be mentioned the same breath with an author, Ash. Um, this is something I certainly will, will treasure forever. But as, as uh, was said on the tape, I, and I also I don't have one of those things going with the cue cards, so I'm going to speak longer than anybody else has spoken tonight. That, that's the way it goes. Time, time is very precious to me. I don't know how much I have left, and I have some things that I would like to say, hopefully, at the end, I'll have something that will be uh, important to, uh, to other people, too. But I can't help it. Now when I'm fighting cancer, everybody knows that. Uh, and people ask me all the time about how you, you go through your life and how's your day. And nothing has changed for me, as Dick said. I'm a very emotional, passionate man. I can't help it. That's being the son of Rocco and Angelina Valvano. That just comes with the territory. right? We hug, we kiss, we love. And when people say to me, how do you get through uh, life or, or each day? It's the same thing. To me, there are three things we all should do every day. If we do this every day of our life, you're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry. That's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And so I can't help. I rode on the plane up today with Mike Krzyzewski, my, my good friend and a wonderful coach, but people don't realize he's a ten times better person than he is a coach, and we know he's a great coach. He's meant a lot to me in these last five or six months of my battle. But when I look at Mike, I think we competed against each other as players. I coached against him for 15 years, and I always have to think about what's important in life is to think to me of three things, where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be. Those are the three things that I try and do every day. And, you know, when I think about getting up and giving a speech, I can't help it. I have to remember the first speech I ever gave. I was coaching at Rutgers University. That was my first job. All I, oh, that's a, wonderful. And I was the freshman coach. That's when freshmen played on freshman teams. And I was so fired up about my first job. I see Lou Holtz, Coach Holtz here. What was it like the first job you had, right? The very first time you stood in the locker room to give a pep talk. That's a special place, the locker room, for a coach to give a talk. So my idol as a coach was Vince Lombardi. And I read this book called Commitment to Excellence by Vince Lombardi. And in the book, Lombardi talked about the first time he spoke before his Green Bay Packer team in a locker room. They were perennial losers. And I'm reading this, and Lombardi said he was thinking, should it be a long talk, a short talk? But he wanted to be emotional. He said, be brief. And this is what he did. He, he, normally, you get in a locker room, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour before the team takes the field. You do your little X and O's, and then you give the great Newt Rockney talk. We all do. Speech number 84. You pull them right out. You get, you get ready. Get your squad ready. Well, this is the first one I ever gave. And I read this thing, Lombardi. What he said was he didn't go in. He waited. His team was wondering, where is he? Where is this great coach? He's not there. Ten minutes. He's still not there. Three minutes before they have to take the field, Lombardi comes in, bangs the door open, 
And I think you all remember what great presence he had. Right? Great presence. And he walked in and he just walked back and forth like this, just walk, staring at the players. And he said, all eyes on me. And I'm reading this in this book. And I'm getting a picture of this Lombardi before the, his first game. And he said, gentlemen, we will be successful this year. If you can focus on three things and three things only. Your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. And, he, like that. and the rest of it, they knocked the walls down. The rest was history. I said, that's beautiful. I'm going to do that. Your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. That's it. I had it. I'm, listen, I'm 21 years old. The kids I'm coaching are 19. All right? And, I, and I'm going to be the greatest coach in the world, the next Lombardi. And I'm, ready. And I'm practicing out in a right, right, right beside the locker room. The, the manager's telling me, you got to go in. Not yet, not yet. Family, religion, Rutgers basketball. All eyes on me. I got it, I got it. And now finally he said, three minutes. I said, fine. True story. I go to knock the doors open, just like Lombardi. Boom! It didn't open. I almost broke my arm. I was like, you know, it was one that didn't open. Now I'm down. The players are looking. You know, coach, get it, you know, help the coach up. Help him up. You know? And now I did like Lombardi. I walked back and forth. Right? And I was going like that with my arm. Get the feeling back in it. And finally I said, gentlemen, all eyes on me. And these kids wanted to play. They're 19. Let's go. I said, gentlemen, we'll be successful this year if you can focus on three things and three things only. They said, yeah. They said, your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers, I told them. I did that. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I remember where I came from. It's so important to know where you are. And I know where I am right now. I urge all of you, all of you, to enjoy your life, the precious moments you have, to spend each day with some laughter and some thought, to get your emotions going to be enthusiastic every day. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great can be accomplished without enthusiasm. To keep your dreams alive in spite of problems, whatever you have, to be able to work hard for your dreams to, become, to come true, become a reality. Now I, I look at where I, I am now and I know what I want to do. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give in maybe some hope to others. Right, Arthur Ashe Foundation is a wonderful thing. And, and AIDS, the, the, the amount of money pouring in for AIDS is not enough, but it is significant. But if I told you it's 10 times the amount that goes in for cancer research, I also tell you that 500,000 people will die this year of cancer. And I also tell you that one in every four will be afflicted with this disease. And yet, for somehow, we seem to have put it in a little bit of the background. I want to bring it back on the front table. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. And ESPN has been so kind to support me in this endeavor and allow me to announce tonight that with ESPN's support, which means what? Their, 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 their money and their dollars and they're helping me. We are starting the Jim, Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. And that money and those dollars since the V Foundation was founded 
you're talking about $353 million in research grants. Those have been used to fund all cancer types at cancer centers and other exceptional research institutions. V.org slash donate. That's how you help contribute to those dollars. We just had a listener write me on Twitter at Amber W Sports at Ian Fitz ESPN. Uh, Rick Zortman, he is the human etch a sketch. He runs in GPS with a GPS that sketches the name of children fighting cancer. He does that in honor of his four year old son who died of glioblastoma, which is brain cancer. My mother died of glioblastoma. It was the worst battle um, that I have witnessed in terms of cancer battles. That is a terrible, terrible cancer. So shout out to him for using the memory of his child to do that. Um, I, I got you. I got you. I, just, I, hate I got you. I got you. Yeah. It's, it's a fight. It's a touch us all. I lost my grandfather. And you hear those words from Jimmy V. I mean, it just 30 years later, it resonates. We've all fought it. We all deal with it. And those memories we keep fighting because that beast known as cancer, we're whipping your ass. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code first take and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, I pulled it together. <clears throat> I pulled it together from that last segment. Things got a little emotional. Jimmy V's speech from when he created the Come V on. Foundation back in 1993. It'll do it to you. It'll get you. Every time. 30 years every later. Every time. Every time. It- It'll get you. So I, I can't tell you how many times raising money now for the V Foundation, which is something so near and dear to my heart, how many times now I have broken down into tears on national radio. But it is what it is. Hey. Uh, it is, you know, it's cancer. And as a cancer a survivor, survivor myself, right, I, I know I, I, I deserve to shed some tears. Right. But I'm Hell a survivor. Yes. yes. I have been touched by cancer in, 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 in horrific ways, uh, in ways that I never wish on anybody. But unfortunately, we are all touched by cancer in some way. And you know, Ian, I don't think you and I have never been on for one of these days where we're asking for support if you're able, v.org slash donate to raise money for cancer research. So you've probably never heard some of my stories here. But years ago, I used to listen to Mike and Mike growing up, of course, like we all did, right? And 
I listened to Mike oh, and Mike, and they up, were. I remember, I'm, I'm well, ten years older than you are. I used to host that show and filling in for Mike Greenberg. You to, were all Mike hurt. and Mike. I was. I was growing up a little bit. I used to. I wasn't really growing up for this story. Show. I did grow up listening to Mike and I, but for this story, for this That's story, stung, but anyway, continue. I was an adult. I was an adult in this story, and uh, oh, Mike and Mike was still on. <laughs> And they were doing one of these days. They were raising funds for the V Foundation. Maybe Ian Fitzsimmons was filling in that day on Mike and Mike. And I heard it. And this was long before I had had cancer, long before my mom had passed away from cancer, long before my father had had cancer, my grandmother. I had not at this point been touched by cancer yet. But I heard all this support for the V Foundation. And back then they were doing a uh, charity a raffle or not a raffle. What do you call it? A, uh, they were auctioning auction. off items. An auction. There yeah. you go. An auction. There you go. Okay. And I went yes. on. There we yeah. Go. And I see, and you were there. And so I, it was the day that Ian Fitzsimmons <laughs> came on the radio and he told me to go to the auction and I was a wee little chap and I fired up the old internet in the dark ages and I bid on auction items. They are hanging behind me right now. A picture of Kobe Bryant, a picture of LeBron James, yeah, all of that him. money. That's awesome. Yeah, I got that the V Foundation auction. That is where I got those that I have all these years later. Seriously. And they're two of my most prized possessions. And all of that money that I donated at the time to get these went straight to the V Foundation. I just felt, for some reason, I felt called to action. I gen- we use that as a term, and it seems cheesy. I There was something inside of me. I just was called Look, to action. And boy, did it, I mean, it was just amazing how, how then later in life, how much tan- cancer ended up rocking my world, right? So we, we can get into the college football playoff rankings and everything else in a moment, but, but you, you just tugged on a hard string because, you know, my daughter and my oldest daughter, Rowan, has gone through not cancer, but a, a very trying childhood. Um, and so when it comes to donations, you know, and, and her hospital at Texas Scottish Rite, um, this, this little girl, I mean, just went through hell you know, with, with a rare form of adolescent scoliosis in a, in a, a so severe in a rare spot in her spine that they did a study on her. And the, and the great thing is that you have an army of the best doctors in the world doing a study on your daughter. Mm-hmm. The bad part is you have an army of the best doctors in the world doing a study on your right. daughter. Right. And so when it comes to donations like that, I mean, we came up with this little idea as, as not a charity like 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 the V Foundation, but just a neighborhood fundraiser. And she was the backbone of it. And we came up with you know the Cotton Bowl and you know Kirk Herb Street and Darren Brown. You know did a, a remarkable job of donating game day experiences and whatever whatever we, we could come up with. You know the Dallas Cowboys will weigh in and donate tickets. You know and this and and, and memorabilia to your point right there right mm-hmm. where it was something that you could remember helping a kid. Because my daughter's tagline was, every dollar donated puts a smile on a kid's face. I know, because I've been one of those kids. That was her saying that she that, that she embraced. And to see those items over your right shoulder there, Amber, and anybody listening right now, I'm telling you, it, it, it's something that you will always take with you. And, and you know, for my daughter's, First crawfish boil, we called it crawfish for the curve, the curve in her spine. I mean, I still have people to this day, you know, 10 years later, a decade later coming up going, I have this jersey signed by Sean Lee, you know, and I have this Des Bryant uni or this Michael Young picture that he signed or a Michael Young ball, whatever. 
those are things that you hold with you for the rest of your life. Right. And you remember where that money went, what it did, and who it was for. And it makes you feel good when you see it. And you never know when the money is going to impact you because I had no idea when I donated to the V Foundation, v.org slash donate, if you would like to donate. I had no idea that not that many years later at 32, I would be fighting my own cancer battle. I also, before I ever had cancer, I remember buying a painting during Breast Cancer Awareness Month once where a portion of the proceeds went to breast cancer research. And it was a painting that I loved and I thought, oh, that's a cool cause, you know? And so I bought it for my wall. I still have the painting to this day, but I hadn't yet been touched by breast cancer. I had no idea that I would have breast cancer in my life. I had no idea I had any sort of genetic link to breast cancer. And, And just those are the things, those moments that you remember about donating because you're doing it just truly out of the goodness of your heart when it hasn't necessarily yep. hit you yet or touched you. But you also have no idea how important those donations that you made yourself can end up being for yourself or your closest loved ones down the line. So v.org slash donate the V Foundation every single dollar, every single one that you donate to that charity in the V Foundation, it goes straight to cancer research. It is an excellent charity, okay? You're not lining the pockets of anybody. It's going where it needs to go, v.org slash donate. The college football playoff rankings did get released. Lots of controversy, mostly here between me and Ian Fitzsimmons, Amber Wilson, (laughs) Ian Fitzsimmons, Amber Amber and Ian is presented to you. It's just a difference of opinion. It's it's not a controversy. It's just... I mean, it's not an argument. It's it's a healthy debate, and that that's I've never seen in all my years of covering college football, and I'm you know two decades in Amber. I have never seen this many teams alive for a natty this late in the season. We're on championship weekend. We've never seen seven, and by the committee standards, having Ohio State still ahead of Texas and Alabama, so they have eight teams still alive. Right. I mean, I had seven. They have eight. And I never dreamed coming into championship weekend we would have this many teams still with a fighting chance depending on what happens starting on Friday night. It's because of the chaos that could ensue during championship weekend. That's why so many teams are in contention. Now, what the committee did is they made it clean if, in fact, the four undefeateds went out this weekend. Then it seems like it will be the four undefeateds in the college football playoffs. Those being Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Washington at three, Florida State at four. Okay, so the committee kind of kept it simple there. Then it gets interesting after that. You've got a one-loss Oregon team at five, one-loss Ohio State at six, one-loss Texas at seven, one-loss Bama at eight. You've got Mizzou and Penn State rounding out the top ten. But – what happens if Alabama beats Georgia? That's the kicker. And That's Texas, the one. That's the one. Right? I'm telling you. If Texas you. wins this weekend, if Oregon beats Washington, right? Something's got to give there. If Louisville beats Florida State, there's all sorts of scenarios now that, that, that would help go them. down. Hey. That would help them. That one Ooh. would help them. Uh, they're praying for that. Look, they all, they were. <laughs> I'm telling you, having served in this mock committee twice, there is no doubt in my mind they were they were. Praying Washington State, but they would never say this publicly, but in the room, come on, Cougs. <laughs> I mean, beat Washington, 
Come on, Gators. Take down the Knowles. And come on, Auburn. Can we have another miracle at Jordan-Hare? But it came close. Because that, that, that takes eight down to five. And that's a hell of a lot easier to try and sift through. So it's remember, this is all subjective. And I guarantee you, that room is getting heated. It ain't going to be fun. And my, again, subjective. In my personal rankings, I have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Washington 3, the exact same as the committee. And then I've got Oregon 4, Texas 5, Alabama 6, Florida State 7. Oh, in you, large part because of Jordan Travis, their right. all-world quarterback being hurt. That's why I've got the Knowles all the way down behind the other six. Which I don't agree with, and I've spent way too much of this show defending the Florida State Seminoles. I'm a Florida Gator. It's made me <laughs> nauseous, so I don't even want to go back there. But what I do want to discuss is Ohio State quickly, because you were surprised that the committee Shocked. kept Ohio State there in the top six, sitting at six Ohio State. Greg McElroy, ESPN College Football analyst, he was on the Top 25 Reveal show. He discussed Ohio State's ranking. These teams that are behind them, both at seven and eight, have a chance to strengthen their resume drastically. But right now, Ohio State's a little too high. Their schedule has been very good, and we've all acknowledged the strength of the Big Ten this year, every year. But they have two wins against teams that have eight or more wins on the season, Penn State and Notre Dame, two ranked wins as well. Meanwhile, Texas and Alabama each have three. And I'm not trying to compare Penn State to Tennessee. I don't, I don't think we necessarily need to compete or look at them through the same lens but if you look at the sheer quantity of challenges that those teams had to pass, those tests that those teams had to pass with both Texas and Alabama, it's just more. They've had more tests than what Ohio State's had. They failed their biggest one this past weekend. I do not agree with him that it's always a, a strength for Ohio State because, frankly, I don't normally think their schedule is nearly as hard as everyone else's. However, this season, it's a, extra, it's a very good argument what he's saying there that although they, they do this season have a good schedule, Ian – it still isn't as good as Alabama and as Texas in terms of who hey, they But you get. know what? All three of those are better and stronger than Florida State's. But Florida State's undefeated. We're talking about I the one last team. Stop making me defend the darn Seminoles. It's against you. my religion in every way. It's not about deserving. It's about best. I mean, my father is so disappointed in me right now. Coming up next here <laughs> on Amber and Ian. Do we still believe in Bryce Young? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. V.org slash donate. We have been sharing our own stories all show long. Both me and Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian. If you missed anything, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. We've had what Jimmy V would call Ian a hell of a day because we have laughed and we have cried. <laughs> we have gone through the full gamut of emotions on this Giving Tuesday. We've already had a hell of a literally, day. Literally. Literally, we have. Yeah, literally. We've done everything that, that Jimmy Valvano wanted us to do back then. So a heck of a day, a heck of a show so far. Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers because... Whoa. They've got a heck of a situation. Uh, I was going to call it a heck of a season, but that makes it sound better than it's been. Diehard Panthers fans are the best fans of the month for sticking through whatever's happening right now in Carolina. Best fan of the month is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Now, we know that in Carolina, they've got a quarterback named Bryce Young. And although the head coach just got fired and Frank Wright, Bryce Young ain't going nowhere because he was the number one overall pick. And so what Tepper's going to look to do now is bring in a head coach that truly, genuinely believes in Bryce Young to try to get the most out of Bryce Young. It's probably going to take a little bit more work than that. Maybe the O-line needs to uh, help things out. Oh, look, it's it's everything. I mean, and get healthy also. I mean, but... right. You know, anybody that gives up on a rookie quarterback, and this goes back to the 80s, Amber, you know, where the Patriots gave up on Jim Plunkett, and he goes to the Raiders and wins multiple Super Bowls. I mean, you look at Steve Young coming out of the USFL and going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they gave up on him. He goes to San Francisco. Oh, he's in Canton. I mean, you look at, go recently, Joe Burrow's rookie year. Peyton Manning's rookie year, Peyton Manning still to this day has the interception record for any first-year quarterback at 28 INTs. If Peyton Manning were around right now and he's being drafted between he and Ryan Leaf in social media, the social media is going, get rid of that guy wearing 18. Right. Yeah, Get well, rid yeah, of the both of them. Uh, uh, Neither uh, of them would have made it uh, uh, in, uh, in this day and yeah. age. How's 18 looking right now? Yeah. Right. Canton. So, for me, with Bryce Young, I, I I give every quarterback at least three years in the league, and yep. then we evaluate because three it all depends. Three is the magic number. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. So, you agree? Yeah. Three, oh. three is the magic. Like, you saying three. Three is the magic number for me. If I don't yeah. see the big leap in year three – then we, then, then, we have then we have a conversation. Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show uh, earlier today, and uh, Bryce Young's taking a lot of criticism, which I think is ridiculous. But what's a future Hall of Fame quarterback think about it? Here's AR. There's not a lot of opportunities for people to uh, to learn and grow and, and go through their lumps. You know, they're already crowning Stroud and and burying uh, Bryce Young. Right? It's the first year, you know, and yeah. Stroud's been uh, been fantastic, and and Bryce, uh, he hasn't had the same type of numbers. And obviously, they've won one game, but like, Against. are we really going to bury a kid, you know, twenty two year old kid, um, after a season? Uh, God, I hope not. And I wouldn't count against that kid. I think he's a phenomenal player. 
I would not have drafted Bryce Young, number one. I would have taken CJ because of the size concerns with Bryce. That being said, I hate this idea that we have that because one is good, the other one can't be, right? Like those things aren't actually mutually exclusive. Just because CJ Stroud looks great has no bearing on where Bryce Young ends up. We are going to forever link those two together because of where they got drafted. But that's the only link. It's not a mutually exclusive situation. Ian, you can have both Tua Tungavaloa and Justin Herbert pan out in the National Football League. You don't actually have to spend the entire time comparing those two just because Herbert panned out quicker, right? And we could see it quicker from Herbert. But now, oh, by the way, everyone's also sold on Tua because lo and behold, they can both be good. And and Tua got a coach in there that is really harnessing his skill set. Oh, and oh, by the way, you put more talent around him, guys like Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. You think that goes a long way? The O-line, too, dramatically. Uh, hell yes. All of that factors in. Does C.J. Stroud have better talent around him? Yes. Absolutely. In size, look, when it comes to – Anthony Richardson is a monster of a human being. Where's mm-hmm. A.R. right now? On the I.R. So, it, to me, it's not about size with Bryce Young. It's about guys around him, O-line, and I'm with, I mean, I'm so glad Aaron Rodgers said that. And hopefully it will calm some people down because I'm a big believer in Bryce Young. Um, I covered him a ton at Alabama. He's a remarkable human being. Covered C.J. Stroud a lot also. And they both are. But C.J. Stroud, for him, he, he hey, be thankful. You went into a better situation than Bryce Young did, going not number one overall. But I'm with I'm with Aaron Rodgers, and I will say this till man till I'm, I'm six feet under. I will never judge a rookie quarterback until year three, and that's when we have a true evaluation of what he is or what he is not in the National Football League. And now Aaron Rodgers, of course, was able to sit and didn't have the pressure that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and all of these rookies have on them in this day and age where you're supposed to come out and just be lights out. And I think some of the fear around Bryce Young is what you just said, where C.J. Stroud walked into the better situation. That's hindsight being 2020, because all of us thought that Carolina was going to be the better situation, right? We were surprised by that because it wasn't a typical number one overall situation. The Bears had traded the pick. And then things go south in Carolina. But again, just because things are better in Texas than we expected them to, it doesn't actually mean anything <laughs> about the future of Bryce Young. It just doesn't. I'm they're not, you. you know, you. they're they're not they're not the same. I'm a little uh, biased though here. Also, you're a little biased. Yeah, little, little, having, having a sibling on the staff, right? You so, do. There you go. Your brother is a coach for the Carolina Panthers, but you have danced around this well, but we're just talking about Bryce anyways. And you and I both believe that it's still entirely possible. I have no idea. I'm obviously completely objective in this scenario. And I I don't know if Bryce Young is going to end up being great, but I also sure as heck don't know he's not. And that's what I hate at this point.